0: Welcome back to the Traders Point Church of Christ podcast and thank you for joining us. Each week we open up the Bible for just a few minutes and discuss God's Word together. We discuss its meaning and the ways in which we can apply it in our walk as followers of Christ. If you'd like more information about the Traders Point Church of Christ, you can visit our website at traderspointchurch.org and you can follow us on Facebook and YouTube as well. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please take just a second to do that so you can stay up to date on all of the content that's put out on this channel. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's conversation. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We want to thank everyone for joining us today. Uh, Over the past several weeks, we had studied our way through Ephesians chapter 4 and that study came to an end last week. And so today we're going to be getting, we're beginning a new study, this time in the book of 1 Timothy. So we're going to study through this book over the next six weeks, taking one chapter at a time. We're going to begin in chapter 1 today. This is a a letter that Paul writes to his friend, uh, his dear friend, Timothy. And it's a very personal letter. And we'll kind of get a feel for that as we begin to study through that together. Uh, But it's a letter that contains a lot of important information, certainly for Timothy, who's engaged with the church in Ephesus and working with them on a daily basis. But there are so many principles for us today that are important for the local congregations that we worship at, uh, for the work of an evangelist, and just for a follower of Christ. So many important principles and concepts for us to consider with this letter. So we'll read chapter one here in just a second, but Jeremy, any thoughts on just kind of the setup of this letter or some background information that you want to share with us before we begin chapter one?
1: Yeah, I think a couple of the keys, just to kind of keep in mind, you've hit on one of the big ones, that this is going to come across in a different type of letter, that uh, certainly that we had just finished talking a little bit, you know, from the book of Ephesians, where he's writing, you know, that book to the, the entirety of a church, or even the book of Galatians. You have a, a area, a group of churches, and some of those other letters, like, you know, the letters to the Brethren at Corinth, or the Brethren at Philippi, or in Thessalonica, these letters that he writes, you know, to whole churches, probably those letters would have been passed around right. even, you know, in various places, but this is you know, one of the examples. Certainly not the only one. There's two letters that we have written to Timothy, a letter written to Titus, another close friend of his, and even a letter written to Philemon, another good friend of of Paul's. But it, it one of the big keys is they they have different feels mm-hmm. because it is very very personal, right? It, it it almost at times feels like you're you're reading something that you shouldn't be reading because it is you know it's just between you or, or between Paul and and Timothy and and what comes across is how close the relationship is. Certainly mm-hmm. that comes across, and certainly what we'll talk about here in chapter one, you know, something else that comes across is the confidence that Paul has in Timothy. They are close. They've spent time together already. There's no question about that. Uh, Timothy is probably significantly younger than Paul, and uh, that will come up. uh, But all at the same time, there's an incredible amount of confidence and trust that Mm -hmm. Paul has in Timothy, and he lays on him, and we'll start to talk about it even here in the first chapter. He, He lays on him some pretty intense things to be thinking about and yeah. doing, yeah. and uh, he wouldn't do that without confidence and trust. And so that comes a, that comes across immediately in this letter.
0: Yeah, well, let, let's read chapter 1 quickly together, and then uh, we'll share some, some additional thoughts on that. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope, to Timothy, a true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord, as I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is, which is in the faith. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, from which some, having strayed, "...have turned aside to idle talk, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and if there is any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man— But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long suffering, as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, Having faith and a good conscience, which some, having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck, of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. So a couple of just quick things right out of the gate. One, as you mentioned just a moment ago, Paul's opening address to Timothy just gives us an indication of their relationship. And we can go back to the pages of Acts, and we can see how closely they worked together, how much time they spent together. And even now, having several years removed, certainly from that time period, Paul looks on Timothy almost as a son— I mean that's that's how close their relationship is. You mentioned likely the age difference between the two. It's likely that Paul was quite a bit older, certainly than Timothy, and so there probably is a father son dynamic between these two. As as Paul has has really been a mentor for Timothy, and now they're no longer together working. Paul has left Timothy in Ephesus to begin and to help this work with the church there. And so Paul's writing to him almost like a father would write to a son, encouraging him, uh, sharing with him some important thoughts. Again, as you said, very personal, and you can just see the the close bond that exists between these two as Paul addresses this letter to him.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> and what's interesting is what he lays on, him, and he gets into it pretty quickly here, some some pretty serious things that is needing to be set in order, you know, here in Ephesus. So you know, we're told we know Paul spent a, a significant amount of time in Ephesus. He clearly isn't there right now, but he's left Timothy there, and so Timothy is there, and he's dealing with that group and the various things that they that they have going on, and he he lays on him some pretty significant you know things to be thinking about. And I find it interesting. I certainly will get to it. I don't want to jump to the very end but you know it, as paul brings up his own story once again mm-hmm. it it has to be something timothy is intimately aware of that yeah. that he has he's heard this story he's talked to paul probably you know about yeah. it and you know as open as paul is to use you know this situation in his own life to help mm-hmm. timothy and and that's really for me the key to the beginning of this letter is that, you know, the the key component to what this letter is all about is to encourage Timothy that this is something that he can do, that this is something that can be done, that he is equipped, maybe is a better way to say that, mm-hmm. that he is equipped for this. Is there going to be a difficult uh, task ahead? Sure. Is there going to be some uh, awkwardness? Is there going to be some tough things? Sure but he he's equipped for this and it is incredibly encouraging. That's what the letter is. There's a lot of principles here, there's a lot of applications to take for sure, a lot of lessons to learn, but from Paul's direction to Timothy, it is encouragement mm-hmm. to his young friend.
0: Yeah, and he he needs that encouragement as all young evangelists even still today do the the responsibility that Timothy has there in the church at Ephesus it is it is not for the faint of heart. There there is hard work that's going to have to be done. Paul alludes to that at the very outset. That listen, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to confront those who are teaching false doctrine. You're gonna have to confront those who are perverting the truth. You're you're gonna have to be the one that stands up to these people. And, and to your point, Timothy has been fully equipped and prepared to do that. He has spent time working with Paul and learning from him. He, he has spent time learning of the grace of Jesus Christ and the gospel message that he brought to this world. He is prepared for this, but it is a big task, and it is not something to be taken lightly or to be over overlooked in any way, and he needs the encouragement that Paul's offering him here to equip him and prepare him for this challenging task that's in front of him. And it, it's important to just take a step back and realize the situation that Timothy's in You know, however old he might be at this point, there's some debate about that. But he would still be considered relatively young, most certainly. Obviously, not the teenager that he was in Acts any longer, but still relatively young. And now here he is with working with a church that most likely is probably pretty good size Mm -hmm. at this point, considering the amount of time that Paul had spent with them and just where they're located. Mm -hmm. Probably a pretty good sized group of people, and no doubt. Uh, a lot of challenging doctrinal issues that had to be addressed, and he was going to be at the center of all of it. And he needs this encouragement from this father figure of Paul to help him as he prepares to do the work that Paul left him in Ephesus to do. It's a a big task, and it's one that needs to be taken seriously, and Paul's there to help him walk through that and navigate that.
1: Yeah, and the task right out of the gate are, you know, these people that are causing disputes, that they're causing issues, where you have, you know, God's truth on one hand, and you have uh, this... Empty genealogies or fables, you know, uh, not the truth. On the other Mm -hmm. hand, and and he says, this is you're going to have to deal with this, you know, immediately. And even we even have here in chapter one, kind of one of Paul's classic lists of things, where he's he's listing, you know, he he kind of lays on us. Um, you know, uh, the unrighteous, if mm-hmm. you will. And he, he throws this, you know, list. It's got all kinds of things, you know, in there. But he, he even concludes it with, uh, you know, anything, anything contrary to sound doctrine. And so that is, you know, that is his, uh, his give and take, right? He has, he says, here is sound doctrine, and here are those contrary to that. And those contrary to that are half, they have to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. But what's really interesting is is how he, alerts him on how to deal with him by reminding him, not not first necessarily about himself, but really reminding him about what God wants, Mm -hmm. what Christ is all about, that Christ came to save. That is ultimately, you know, number one on the list of gods. It is number one to- thing on the to-do list. It is to save people. And even though you have these people causing problems on the outside of sound doctrine, salvation still remains at the forefront of what needs to take place. Yeah,
0: it's not, it's not Timothy's job or mission to argue with them and win a debate. That, that's not the intent or the purpose of why he was left in Ephesus and why Paul's encouraging me here. It, the purpose is you try and reach out to these people and lead them to salvation and lead them to the truth. And I think you're you're 100% right. That's why Paul's reminder to Timothy, even though he knew it well, of Paul's background and where he came from would have been so impactful in this moment because years and years ago, prior to Paul's conversion— this was him, right? The, the people that he's talking about, that, that was him. He was one of them. And now look at what he is and what he's accomplishing for the Lord and what he's standing for in the truth. that That's what you want from these people, these spirited people, these convicted people, these influential people who are leading others astray because of what they're teaching. There's hope there because of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to change the hearts and minds of those people. Timothy, that's your mission. Not not to debate them and, and berate them or, or to win an argument, but but through the power of the gospel to change them. And so that's a good reminder, using his own example and background to Timothy as to what his mission truly is while he's there in Ephesus. And I think it's probably a good reminder, again, for all of us as well, When we confront those who are teaching false doctrine or in error in some capacity, we should have compassion on them, love for them, and we should want salvation for them. That should be our objective at all times. And that changes how we approach people, how we talk to people about the gospel. And so this is a great example, certainly for Timothy, who is in the midst of it with Ephesus. It's a great example
1: for all of us today. You know, not just here in this chapter does he provide an example of himself. He also provides an example of what he has done. I mean, at the very end of this chapter, when he makes mention of two, you know, individuals that he says have made shipwreck of their faith. And so, I mean, that's a very visual phrase yeah. that he throws out. And he says that, you know, they, they've suffered shipwreck when it comes to their faith. And he talks about these two men, Hymenaeus and Alexander. He says, I've delivered them to Satan, but at the very end, the reason that they may learn not to blaspheme. And so you even have not just his example of himself, but also you have this example of what to do, right? Or your purpose, your purpose behind it. And that really gives us for this chapter, I think, a couple of different principles to kind of think about. Number one, the point that any anybody... Is in a position to come to Christ. Yep. You know, sometimes we get caught into the, whether it's prejudging uh, ahead of time, or someone has turned their back on Christ, and they have done so in a blatant way that we convince ourselves, well, they, they've made that decision, they're forever gone. The, anybody has the capacity to turn back to Christ. Anybody does. And then ultimately, understanding God's desire is for them to be saved, for them not to blaspheme, as Paul makes, and and making that my desire. Mm -hmm. And so if I could put those two things in my mind, I'm going to be better equipped to handle uh, folks like this. And that's exactly what Paul is doing to Timothy.
0: Yep. We'll we'll go ahead and stop there for the day. We're going to pick up in chapter 2 next week as some of these thoughts that Paul begins with continue on uh, over the course of this letter. And like I said, we're going we're gonna to take one chapter a week, so six weeks uh, we'll cover this book, and we hope that you can join us and continue studying this epistle with us.